Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is the AgriPod with Alice McFarland. On this episode, the drought conditions in Western Canada and other parts of the country are causing a great deal of stress for producers. There will be crop losses and farmers are now worried about filling their grain and oilseed contracts. Senior commodity analyst Wayne Palmer says the situation is dire and producers need to be proactive in dealing with those contracts. A new app is showing how shelter belts are helping the environment. Research at the University of Saskatchewan is showing the benefits of planting trees. Brian Mood with USASC will discuss the app and how it's showing the economic value of shelter belts. As well, it's also helping landowners determine the best trees to grow. After the break, Wayne Palmer. Digging into the topics that matter to you. The AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Wayne Palmer is a senior commodity market analyst. Wayne, your phone is ringing off the hook. What are farmers asking you? Well, I'm getting so far calls from the Manitoba producers. Saskatchewan looks to be average uh, right now. Alberta's in good shape and Manitoba's headed to a disaster uh, farmers are wondering what they should do uh, when they have sales on the books that um, probably by the end of next week, they cannot uh, meet those commitments. They don't want to buy back their contracts because uh, the line companies or the crusher can't afford to let them out because they've got sales to end users for fall shipment. The premium to get out of the out of these contracts is enormous. So the farmers are waiting for that miracle rain. But if you look at any weather forecast right now, eh, that miracle rain isn't in the cards. So this canola crop is getting downsized as we speak, Ellis. And um, the grain companies are in dire situations, just like the producer is, because they've got commitments on their books. So as I have mentioned in previous calls, is that... um, you can never, right now, I would not sell anything, uh, even if I was going to reap the, uh, a decent crop. Uh, these prices are going higher uh, for the dire situation that's in Manitoba and heading towards Saskatchewan. Is it uh, coming down to that miracle rain saving the day, or is much of the prairie crop uh, too far gone? I think, um, I think that probably in Manitoba it's too far gone. Saskatchewan, I think you're still going to get a crop. Alberta's going to get a good crop. But you can't you can't satisfy the sales on the books to end users with only one province producing canola. So these prices are here to stay probably into 2022. Okay, so that was my next question. What is the long-term uh, prognosis? No crop now um, really takes us into next year and then we're looking ahead again so um wayne i just want to talk about the crushers a little bit more saskatchewan has a huge crushing presence um in uh in the market and uh, talk a little bit about how they will manage uh, a smaller crop it is uh, and that's a very good question and there's about two or three indicators right now that are just showing how dire the situation has become in the last five days, the price of canola oil has gone up 
the uh, the futures market, uh, the November-January spread, which always trades at a carrying charge, is now trading at a $13 inverse, which just proves and shows that grain companies who have got canola hedged are afraid that they can't meet those requirements and get enough grain to cover those hedges because the farmer isn't going to have the crop to cover those hedges. Um, because of what happened in the previous uh, 10 months starting last September, and we went from $11 to $24, farmers used the toothbrushes to clean out their bins, and there is no backup supply in my tenure in the grain trade. I've never seen it like this. Usually you start and have a bull market, a weather market, in the same crop year. This 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 bull market started in two thousand in September two thousand twenty and hasn't backed off and here we are July two thousand twenty one and it's just gotten worse. So we know the situation is dire, Wayne, and uh, there's really not much to do now. And I guess the biggest factor will be the rain and whether it comes. I think it's it is what it is, Alice. Uh, and uh, you know the most important point is is that we're going higher. Um, and there's not enough grain to take care of things, and farmers have to be very, very cognizant of if they are short to people or right to on sales right now, it's better to try to fa- wiggle your way out sooner than later because it's not going to get any better down the road. Wayne, we're, we're going to stay in touch, and we'll be talking again next month, and uh, you can provide an update to us. Uh, with regards to what we're seeing, and maybe by then we'll have some weather to report on as well. Yeah, we'll uh, talk to you in August, and uh, hopefully we get those miracle rains, but uh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty ugly out there. Awfully difficult to be giving advice to producers. Have you uh, spoken to any in, in particular about their situation? You know, we had the same short conversation, and he said, is there anything that you could add that could give you know, producers hope. And I said, you know, in my 45 years of the grain trade, I've always had, there's always an angle that I could give uh, a, a small light at the end of the tunnel, I had this way or that way. I said, I can't, I can't, you know, and I'm going to use the word, I, I can't bullshit you. I cannot lie to you. I cannot tell you something that is, that is, is incorrect. I, I, I see this picture, and unfortunately this picture as it is today is bad, and it's getting worse. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunate. I wish I could. I wish I could say and see because usually I can see an angle somewhere along the line, but there's no angle to see here. Yeah. Uh, and there, there, there's there's a lot, and I should say there's a few ways that you can still survive. But don't put the pillow over your head right now. Look at all of your angles and options on whether it's the futures market or whether it's. It's a good relationship you brought. You've you've, you've really uh, worked at with your uh, company that you sold grain to, or possibly look at even maybe having a defer that's saying, "Listen, I can't give it to you this year. I can give it to you next year." There are ways that you can do it now. But if you if it gets as bad as it's going to get, and it gets worse, a lot of these angles will be off the table. And it's interesting with the situation the way it is, Wayne, um, you know, listening to farmers and some of them have, who usually, you know, have locked in by now have said they have not locked in one kernel of grain just because they just want to see how the crop comes in and how things uh, shake out. Yeah, at least he could sleep at night. A lot of guys can't. Yeah, absolutely.
Thank you very much, Wayne. Yeah, I'll give you a shout sometime after the August long weekend, and then we can, uh, and then we can uh, see how things are at that time. Wayne Palmer is a senior commodity analyst. After the break, Brian Mood will tell us about the USASC app that promotes the potential economic value of shelter belts now that it's celebrating its first birthday. Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane. Have you ever wondered about the carbon offset value of those shelter belts on your land? A new app developed by researchers at the University of Saskatchewan may soon be able to help you estimate their economic value. Brian Mood is a postdoctoral fellow at the University of Saskatchewan College of Agriculture and Bioresources. Brian, these researchers saw a need to provide this information to landowners uh, as carbon taxes really have become more impactful now. So the University of Saskatchewan has developed a brand new unique app called the Shelter Belt Decision Support System, which helps landowners uh, decide on which shelter belt species they'd like to plant, how to best plant them, where to get them, and what it may look like in terms of economic potential. So how much money those shelter belts could be worth both now and far into the future. So this new app uh, really is more important than ever. Landowners will actually be able to calculate how much carbon they'll accumulate in trees planted in those shelter belts? The app is partially necessary because a lot of landowners are pulling out their trees uh, to make way for larger equipment, or they don't see the uh, necessity of the shelter belts anymore. Or we're seeing more and more that those shelter belts are continuing to be very important, especially when it comes to things like uh, protecting of arable land from drought. In addition to that, with the new federal carbon tax, carbon now has an economic value. And under the Saskatchewan Climate Change Adaptation Plan called Prairie Resilience Plan, as well as the 2019 Saskatchewan Growth Plan, there's incentives or planning to be incentives to actually pay landowners, foresters, and others uh, for storing carbon and not just charging for it. And so those trees store a predictable amount of carbon Uh, every year, and that can be equated to a dollar value. So farmers can actually make more money from their trees and not just money from uh, the additional crop or yield that they get from nearby shelter belts. Now, historically, shelter belts were used to protect crops from wind and prevent soil erosion and help retain soil moisture, especially during the dust bowl conditions of the dirty 30s. This rebate program uh, is uh, being set up, but hasn't quite been rolled out yet. So the getting the money back is actually in the works currently uh, for the for uh, the province of Saskatchewan. There's uh, indications that they're planning on implementing it in the very near future. Um, And so before those landowners uh, decide to dig up those shelter belts, they may want to reconsider because maybe in the next year or two, maybe as far as three years from now, those shelter belts will be worth uh, money or a particular amount of money each year. I can imagine uh, developing an app that qualifies for a carbon offset value of shelter belts wasn't an easy process. Yes, it it is actually very difficult. Um, So we went throughout southern Saskatchewan um, from Prince Albert South all the way to the border, uh, to the Alberta border and to the Manitoba border, and we sampled oh, roughly a 1,000 shelter belt trees uh, throughout the province. Um, And then we took that information 
and then we modeled it and used that information to kind of understand how how the trees are growing in terms of carbon. So how much they're how much carbon they're storing each year uh, based on their age and based on their kind of environment, specifically their soil type. So um, with a very high degree of certainty, we can actually estimate um, how much carbon that tree is storing both um, in the ground as well as in the tree itself. So it, it took a lot of work. This is the, the culmination of about 10 years of research uh, from the University of Saskatchewan to come up with these numbers and, and get a good estimate for how much um, carbon trees are storing year on year. Brian Mood is my guest. He's with the University of Saskatchewan. We're talking about a new app that uh, calculates the carbon value of shelter belts. Brian, uh, farmers who want the app can easily get access to it now? The app is absolutely free, um, and they can just visit the website, which is www.shelterbelt-sk.ca, and they can look at the new shelter belt planner. They can either... Um, plan a new shelter belt if they wish, or they can actually look at their current shelter belt that they may have and see how much carbon they have stored and what they may be worth into the future as well. And I guess you're already seeing some interest in that app. Uh, the the app is fairly new. We're getting um, users are sending me lots of emails asking for uh, information. We've been doing um, rounds at uh, trade shows for the past year, but this is the um, official beta release, and so we're still looking for uh, input from landowners uh, on what they would like to see on the app. A lot of what's on there right now is feedback from them. Um, In terms of uptake and people using it, um, we're seeing about a 1,000 people visiting the website and looking at the DSS a month so far, and we're expecting that number to increase uh, as time goes on as people start to recognize the value of shelter belts, and as it becomes more commonly known about in the province as well. And I guess, uh, finally, Brian, there's really no time like the present to consider a shelter belt. With uh, climate change um, and you're getting uh, less spring um, soil moisture, those uh, shelter belts not only protect from wind and erosion, but they also help uh, retain soil moisture, which is something that uh, every time we go to a to a farm, that's something that the landowners mentioned as they say, it's really dry. It's really dry, and the shelter belt can help with that. On a final note, the app also provides a planning tool that shows the best type of trees to grow in various areas of Saskatchewan and gives users planting guides to ensure new shelter belts thrive. A three-row farmyard shelter belt surrounding the homestead with carragana, white spruce and green ash would be worth about $5,300 in carbon offset value by 2050 as one example. Another example is a quarter-section long shelter belt of Carragana would be worth $1,900 by 2050 under the $30 per ton carbon dioxide equivalent model. You can access the app shelterbelt-sk.ca. Brian Mood is a postdoctoral fellow at the College of Agriculture and Bioresources at the University of Saskatchewan. It's time for the weekly Agriculture News Roundup for the week of July 19, 2021. Livestock producers from all four western provinces were on a Canadian Cattlemen's Association Zoom call talking about how the dry conditions are affecting their regions and sharing some of their stories. 
Tyler Fulton is president of Manitoba Beef Producers. He said as much as 50% of the herd could potentially be sold in some areas. Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association Chair Arnold Balicki said a plan will be needed so the meatpacking system can handle all of the animals going to market. Saskatchewan announced some initial drought relief measures last week, which included additional money for dugout, wells and other water sources. A familiar face is returning as Manitoba's Agriculture Minister. Ralph Eichler served as the province's Ag Minister from 2016 to 2019. He was sworn in as the Minister of Agriculture and Resource Development as part of a small cabinet shuffle. Eichler replaces his successor and longtime MLA colleague Blaine Peterson. Eichler has been given the immediate priority to develop drought relief support for farmers and ranchers. The cabinet shuffle followed the resignation of former Indigenous Relations Minister Eileen Clark earlier in the week. $2.6 million in federal funding was announced for alfalfa research and grassland carbon offsets. The money will go to the Canadian Forage and Grassland Association to support three projects that will assess and improve alfalfa growth using artificial intelligence and develop a carbon offset for grasslands. A University of Saskatchewan meat science professor will be honoured with an industry award. The American Meat Science Association, says Dr. Phyllis Shand, will be the Leadership Award recipient. Shand is a professor of meat and food science in the Department of Food and Bioproduct Sciences, whose research program focuses on physicochemical, biochemical, and functional aspects of muscle proteins. Shand is an internationally known and respected meat scientist with a range of specialties, including fresh meat quality and further processing of novel ingredients. The AMSA Industry and Organizational Leadership Award was established to recognize those who have demonstrated outstanding leadership in an area related to the meat industry. If you like what you've heard, you can rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to subscribe to AgriPod with Alice McFarland for more weekly episodes. The AgriPod is produced by Colby Heiss with host and CJVR Agriculture Director Alice McFarland and is a division of the Jim Patterson Broadcast Group. Available wherever you find your favorite podcast and at farmnewsnow.com.